Welcome to 5 Books for Catholics, where an expert selects and explains five outstanding books on some aspect of Catholic life, doctrine or culture. Lent is underway, and it is a season of fasting. Some give up chocolate, others give up social media. Nobody, however, should give up spiritual reading. Spiritual reading can help you enter into the spirit and discipline of Lent, enrich your prayer and Lectio Divina, prepare you for Holy Week and Easter. Here then are five books that make for good Lenten reading. First, On Repentance and Almsgiving by St. John Chrysostom. Second, the encyclical letter Dives in Misericordia, Rich in Mercy, by St. John Paul II. Third, The Lord, by Romano Guardini. Fourth, A Father Who Keeps His Promises, by Scott Hahn. And fifth, The Screwtape Letters, by C.S. Lewis. The show notes contain links to each of these books, and to last year's lists of recommended readings. They also contain a link to Pope Francis's message for Lent for this year. Perhaps there are no better guides through Lent than the Church Fathers. They are distinguished witnesses to tradition, and their preaching on Lent captures the original meaning of the penitential season. Last year's proposed patristic reading was St. Cyprian's Works and Almsgiving, the Opere et Elimosinis. Almsgiving is also at the centre of one of ten homilies by St. John Chrysostom, which have been collected and translated in On Repentance and Almsgiving. Nine of the homilies are on repentance, or penance. According to the editor of the volume, John preached these homilies in his native Antioch, sometime during 386 and 387. At the time, he was still a deacon. In the winter of 387, he preached a homily on almsgiving. It belongs to the same period as the Nine on Repentance and develops one of their themes. For this reason, it too is included in the volume. In these ten homilies, Chrysostom covers each of the three exterior works of penance. Two of the homilies focus on almsgiving, two others on fasting, and one on prayer. Moreover, his preaching on penance is tied to the homonymous sacrament. These homilies, therefore, are a compendium on the place of penance in a Christian's life. That makes them specially apt reading for Lent. Have you sinned? St. John Chrysostom asks his congregation. He goes on to counsel them, Enter into the church and wipe away your sin. The number of times you fall down in the marketplace equals the number of times you rise up. Likewise, as many times as you sin, repent for your sin. Do not become discouraged. And if you sin a second time, repent a second time. Do not be completely deprived of the hope for the proposed goods through indolence. End of the quotation. 
Lent is a time of penance, but not for penance's sake. One of the various biblical terms for penance is conversion or metanoia. And as St. John Paul II taught, conversion to God always consists in discovering his mercy. John Paul II makes this observation in his second encyclical, Dives in Misericordia, issued in 1980, with its profound reflection on, as St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1.3, the father's, Father of Mercies, and the parable of the prodigal son, this encyclical is well worth reading during Lent. It may also be particularly illuminating amid the current climate of heightened factionalism. As encyclical notes, mercy becomes an indispensable element for shaping mutual relationships between people. However, John Paul II goes on to say, the present-day mentality more perhaps than that of people in the past, seems opposed to a God of mercy and in fact tends to exclude from life and to remove from the human heart the very idea of mercy. End of the quotation. The Gospels proclaimed at the Sunday Masses of Lent narrate several of the key episodes from our Lord's public life. The lectionary thereby reminds us that Lent is a season for contemplating our Lord's public life. An excellent aid and guide is Volume 1 of Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. That is why it featured in last year's list of recommended readings for Lent. In the foreword to Volume 1, Pope Benedict links his Jesus of Nazareth to a series of books by distinguished Catholic authors that were published when he was growing up. Each of these books presented the life of Jesus. When I was growing up, Pope Benedict says, in the 1930s and 1940s, there was a series of inspiring books about Jesus, Carl Adam, Romano Guardini, Franz Michel Willen, Giovanni Papini, and Henri Daniel Rob. These were just some of the authors one could name. All of these books based their portrayal of Jesus Christ in the Gospels. They presented him as a man living on earth, who fully human though he was, at the same time brought God to men, the God with whom, as son, he was one. Through the man Jesus, then, God was made visible, and hence her eyes were able to behold the perfect man. End of the quotation. One book in particular from this list probably inspired Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth, Romano Guardini's The Lord. As a seminarian, Josef Ratzinger attended some of Guardini's lectures in Munich. As a cardinal, he not only published a book, The Spirit of the Liturgy, that took its title from Guardini's homonymous groundbreaking opuscule, he also wrote an introduction to the reissued English edition of Guardini's The Lord. In that introduction, Josef Ratzinger wrote that Guardini's book, The Lord, has helped more than one generation of Christians enter into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, 
When the book first appeared, it offered a new approach to the spiritual interpretation of Scripture. Guardini's book, The Lord, has not grown old, precisely because it still leads us to that which is essential, to that which is truly real, Jesus Christ himself. That is why this book, today, still has a great mission. End of the quotation. In the preface to the work, Guardini modestly describes it as a set of meditations drawn from four years' worth of his Sunday sermons. He thereby provides a key in how to use the book. While it can be read from cover to cover, it can also be used as a collection of meditations. You can simply open it at the page that deals with the gospel passage upon which you are meditating or that is proclaimed at the Mass of the day. Lent was originally the period of preparation of the catechumens, who would receive baptism in the Easter liturgy. That preparation for Easter was extended to all the faithful. It became an occasion to convert and renew the baptismal commitments. One way of reliving the experience of the catechumen is to recall the course of salvation history. In the early church, the bishop narrated the central events of salvation history to the catechumens. Specifically, he explained the key moments of the Old Testament and how they were brought to fulfillment in Jesus. This catechetical instruction was called the narratio, or narration. Last year's list of recommended Lenten readings proposed one resource for reviewing that sort of catechetical instruction. John Bergsma's Bible Basics for Catholics, a new picture of salvation history. It outlines sacred scripture's overarching story. An earlier, more detailed book in this same vein, yet a comparably accessible one, is Scott Hand's A Father Who Keeps His Promises. It too traces the big story of the Bible by focusing on the six covenants that God makes with man. Five of these take place in the books of the Old Testament, the covenants with Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, and David. The sixth is the New Testament made through Christ. Each of these covenants, Han explains, has a specific mediator, role, form, and sign. For example, Adam is the mediator of the first covenant. Marriage is its form, and Adam plays the role of husband within it. The New Testament brings all the preceding covenants to fulfilment. It takes on a specific form of community, the church. Jesus mediates as its king and high priest. The Eucharist is a sign or sacrament of this covenant. By tracing these dynamics within the biblical narrative, Han can help us make more sense of the Old Testament readings at Mass during Lent. At Mass on the first Sunday of Lent, the Gospel recounts Christ's temptation in the wilderness. Jesus prays and fasts for 40 days and nights in the desert, and then overcomes the temptations of the enemy, 
During Lent, we too strive to overcome sin and temptation through 40 days of prayer, fasting and good works. Moreover, the Lord's manner of dealing with temptation is a model of the discernment of spirits, as Father Timothy Gallagher pointed out in his interview on the subject. There he said, You are of the two different spirits. This is as clear, definitive and sharp a discernment you will ever find. The tempter comes, immediately the Lord understands who it is. He responds quickly and firmly. The various temptations are over immediately. Then the angels come to minister to him. End of the quotation. One of Father Gallagher's recommended books on the discernment of spirits was The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. This book is an entertaining exploration of the devil's ploys. As Father Gallagher also noted, one of his acquaintances makes a point of reading the Screwtape Letters once a year to brush up on spiritual discernment. He's not the only one who reads it once a year, so does Father Michael Ward. He admitted to this healthy habit in his interview on C.S. Lewis. Indeed, he tries to read it especially during Lent. As he pointed out, Lewis's humour helps us digest the bitter truths about ourselves and our enemies. He said, We laugh at ourselves, not just at the demons for falling for the stratagems of these wicked creatures. In other words, Lewis, as it were, puts a rim of honey around the medicine glass, and we swallow the medicine, hardly realising that it's doing us any good. But it is. It does a great deal of good. It is a very good moral mouthwash, a fantastically spirited book in every sense of the word. End of the quotation. These, then, are five recommended books for Lent. We ask the Lord to protect us in our struggle against evil, as we begin the discipline of Lent, may this season of repentance bring us the blessing of his forgiveness and the gift of his light. Thank you for listening. To read or listen to the rest of this interview and gain full access to our archive, visit fivebooksforcatholics.com and become a premium subscriber. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and give it a top rating on the platform of your choice. That way, more people can discover it. You can also support the podcast and help us produce more interviews like this one by making a one-off donation via the link given in the show notes. As little as one dollar, one pound or one Europe can help and will be greatly appreciated. Thank you once again and God bless.